Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game show at the NBA Playoffs. I'm one of your hosts this week, Brian St. Vincent Daniels. And joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd St. Germain Fortner. What's going on, man? What did the five fingers say to the motherfucking face? What? Slap, nigga. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Working on mine. That was beautiful. That was that was slap. That was beautiful. That was absolutely. Let's see. Here, I'll come up. I now you've given me a joke, so I feel I have to return the favor. Okay. Um, it's it's a one liner. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready, bro. I'm afraid for the calendar. Its days are numbered. There you go. Okay. I love it. All right, one more. Right. One more. One more. Oh no, it's always one more. Yes. Okay. Yeah, go with it. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies. <laughs> That's so stupid. There's always one more. That's so stupid. Though. Oh man, because my friends already judge me for fucking with white people too much, but I'm gonna keep it. Going and just keep the motherfucking train running and be grateful for all people that I fuck with and people that I love and here's, love me, man. Here's, well, here's the question, to though. the tribe, if you made it this far. If you introduce me to your friends, just make sure they're aware I am not normal in any facet. See, this... Nah, man. It, like the, it, that's kind of... It's like the tribe, and then it's the tribe, tribe. It's like, you're good yes. wherever you go with me, bro. You already know. Like, if they, if you fucking with me, the people that really love me and fuck with me, they know what time it is. Yeah. I don't fuck with fraudulent people on a consistent basis. Like, you already got extended family. <laughs> Just be like, you know he will about? corner you, and he will talk to you about morality and North Korea, and then it'll transition into 3DO games for some reason. Just go with it. I promise you. It's okay. Just go with it. It'll make no sense. But I promise you, just go with it. <laughs> like, I love I love I love doing a Patreon. I'm gonna do too. it here again, once again. Shout out Aaron. Shout out motherfucking Bootyus Bob. Shout out Rob, Chris, motherfucking Curtis, motherfucking uh I'm doing this off the head. Uh, Dewey. Listen to the Patreon. Dewey. Dewey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Bob. Do we say Bob? Bob. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. Pie Man. All y'all. Sarah's. Uh, yeah. Thank y'all, man. man. Thank y'all, man. I love that yeah. name. Pie Man. It's just dope. I still gotta get the rings. Fuck that. Maybe that's what I look into again today. Why you motherfucking tuning violins and playing the guitar, man. But um, I can't play today. I got. I got till Monday. Hey man, is my goatee filling in? It, it's thicker. I feel like. I feel like it's a it's a thicker beard. I feel like I feel like it, that whole setup kind of looks like like when Hitler was locked in his bunk, bunker <laughs> after a couple of weeks. That's kind of where he was with it. Like when he kind of stopped <laughs> having his groomers fuck with him, it was kind of like that's the that's the when he stopped giving himself uh, the Charlie Chaplin mustache. That's the pre-assassination goatee. 
Nobody can wear those mustaches anymore. He ruined it for Why everybody. Not? He did. He That's ruined true. it everybody. He did. He just like he complete he killed a whole style. I can't do That's that. That's real. I mean, black dudes can wear them. I've seen a couple. Well, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see. Here's the thing, though. Back in the step. Every guy, every guy, when they shave, they always do that. You always shave it down to a point, and you go, you look in the mirror and go, yeah, no, <laughs> and then you shave it off. You think to yourself for a second, am I brave enough to troll today by going out in public with this? And then you say no. See, I love how I love how you try to draw everybody else into your your <laughs> fucked upness. I do the same thing. I think we all do. But like I literally don't know one person that thinks that. And you kinda got the crazy eyes with you said it, bro. But see, again, you got extended family, man. <laughs> You're all right with me. You're all right with me. Yeah, bro. I, I mean I could see how you would look in the mirror and question and be like, why wouldn't I just cut and tie, like dye it black? <laughs> That's the only thing that stopped me, bro, because it's got it's got that kind of you it's reddish, you know what I'm saying? It's red, it's yes. Yeah. Just dive back and cut it down one day. Look, man, when you when you go back in the office, I would do it. Dude, I thought okay, so here's one of the announcements they made for going back into the office, right? They said super casual. Shorts and t shirts. Bro, I got some cannibal corpse t shirts waiting for you guys. Bro, I would I ain't gonna lie, that shit would be funny as fuck to me. <laughs> I thought about getting you like Purpose just dye your shit, dick down the middle, just to just to fuck with people and like act like you don't know what the fuck is going on at all. Like you fresh in the office, you know what I'm saying? And just straight Hitler that hoe. And just be super normal. Like forget about it. Like dig into it like an actor. You know what I'm saying? Just go. every now and then maybe slip up with a fake sneeze in German. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some shit like go that. To, go to go to wave it, go to wave at somebody. Here's what you do to really sell it, Todd. You go to waves to somebody and you do that little motion and then you catch yourself yeah, and you go. You, you're a person in power and shit like that so <laughs> nobody would know what to fucking say. Everybody be like, they'd, just probably, they'd probably just be looking at you like, you know, somebody trying to <laughs> give you a hint that you got a booger, but it would be like, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Now, see, here's what the problem would be, though, because here's what the problem would be. I would do it as a joke, but then somebody would walk up to me and go, welcome to the club. And they would just walk off, and I'd go, oh, my God, I think he was serious. I think that person was serious. That's what would happen. I mean, such is America, man. I mean, damn, bro. Slaves built the White House. We know what time it is. I want <laughs> Where is my reparations? But this that's not a conversation for the day, even though um, <laughs> my reparations page did email me today. Slaves built the White House. Uh, slaves built the pyramids, too. That is true, hundred percent true. What well, black people? Well, the aliens, the pyramids, which is dope. R.P. Paul Moore. Oh, hundred percent. I had a problem. I don't know, man. I had a problem R.P.ing him on my Facebook though, because of the rape stories. But uh, and it's like that's you know, be wary of what you assign yourself with, because not everybody can be remade or remastered. That's, uh, that's, 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 I like it. Okay, maybe that's the great transition point to introducing ourselves here. This is Skip the Tutorial. We're a video game show. Me and Todd get together and talk about video games. Sometimes we talk about the news, a roundtable, a little bit of what we've been playing. Sometimes we do top sevens. As Todd had hinted at, this week is a top seven. And our we've done this before. Well, we haven't done this before. We've done this before where we talked about top seven games we wanted to see remade or remastered. Now we're talking about our favorite games that have been remade or remastered. Did I get that right? It's top seven remastered. Yeah, man. Or yeah, remakes, yeah, yeah, if you will, remakes of of remastery, yes, or remastery <laughs> and remakery. 
<laughs> Shout out to the bootyists that enjoy the cakery. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I was about to make sure. a stupid joke of remasturbatory, uh, but we'll move on. <laughs> Hey man, welcome to Spike TV, everyone. Welcome to Spike TV. We got the guy show. Thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> Thousand and one ways nah, to die. <laughs> nah, man. Up front, come on with the tribe with the trizab. This list, this list is specifically um, for some of the high end trizab people that fuck around. That I know will come out with their own list as well, saying that up front. So we're gonna blow through this one. I actually had a little bit more fun making this one. Um, you'll easily be able to see what this list was inspired by this week. Yes. And, um, the feedback is always appreciated and, uh, and, and essential. But yeah, man, that's what we're doing. That's what did it is. Did you have fun making this list? I did. Like, surprisingly? I, I wasn't shocked about my list. Some Most of the time when we make these lists, I have a tendency to shock myself a little bit by like, well, yeah, that was something I need to put on here. But going back and rethinking about all these remasters and remakes, I was like, yeah, dude, I really enjoyed the crap out of these. Um, and it made me want to go back and play some of them if I had time. Right. Um, <laughs> that's the key. Time is a commodity. Um, so let's get into this, man. Uh, let's Before we get started, though, me and you talked about it yesterday. And because there's so many of them, we wanted to do a combination of remakes and remasters. So this includes both of those categories, um, and especially because we're living in an age where remakes and remasters are becoming really huge. I mean, it's really big stuff. So, Todd, why don't you right. get us kicked off with your number seven? My number seven shouldn't be on my list, but I had to put it on my motherfucking list. It's Resident Evil 2. Nice. I'm going to let you talk about it. I never beat it, so I shouldn't even have it on the list. It's the one that I didn't beat. Or fuck, like for real, that's on the list. Um, but yeah, I had to put it on there because my old lady beat it, and it's just fuck. I did play it, and I've played Resident Evil the the original, so I I feel like I could you play can. it enough yes. and saw the whole gameplay to judge as far as what a remake is, as far as on a spectrum of greatness. It's hard for me not to put a Resident Evil game on the list. Period, because what they're doing is fucking masterful for me. So I just started out the list with Resident Evil just to get it going and crack and get the blood flowing, you know what I'm saying, and juiced up. Well, we can talk about that one real quick, because that's my number five. Resident Evil 2, the remake. The reason I put it so low on the list is as I was looking for these, uh, there was other ones that I just enjoyed a little bit more. I know Resident Evil 2 was, I think it was my number two game of the year when it came out. But Resident Evil 2 is either number 2 or number 3. But Resident Evil 2, the remake, showed me what a remake really could do. Like a complete remastery of the systems, the style, um, the environment. It really brought the horror, the third-person horror, back to Resident Evil in a big way. Um, I still haven't gone back and played Resident Evil 3. I'm waiting for that to go even further on sale because I hear it's only about six hours long. Um, but I do plan on going back to that one, same engine, and I've heard it's actually a lot of fun. And I enjoyed the the Resident Evil 2 remake a lot. I enjoyed the memes that came out. I enjoyed the environment, the design. Everything about it was was just a blast. What a beautiful game. Um, and as a horror fan, it, it met those two things that I look for uh, very much. So, And I think I beat that. I think it took me like nine hours between the two stories, but it was totally worth it for me. And you got to remember, too, Resident Evil 3 came out at the $59.99 price point, and Resident Evil 2 came out at the $39.99 price point, which I thought was fair. 
Uh, but yes, Resident Evil 2 is my number five for bringing back the Resident Evil series in a great way. My number seven. Did you, uh, oh, did you, uh, did you just real quick with that? Uh, what, what are your initial thoughts on the feedback with the village game that's out now? I think that, I, I think that a meme got the best of that game. I think that's what happened. A meme got the best of that game. I don't think anybody, I haven't played it though. I want to play it, but I don't think anybody's taking that game as seriously as they would have liked people to take that game, especially because, look, man, you put a tall, well-stacked vampire chick in it. Like, I don't know what you expected to happen. Like, people were clearly going to turn that into a thing, and they got what they wanted. And maybe Capcom doesn't care. Maybe the devs do, but I don't think Capcom cares because that thing is selling like hotcakes. So, like, I think Capcom's happy. <laughs> I think the, yeah, I think Capcom's happy. I don't think the devs are happy, though. Uh, but who cares, man? I hear it's a great game. I hear it's a lot of fun. Um, that's the initial reactions I've seen is people seem to be enjoying it and it's something I need to play. Um, I think it's what, 12 hours, 13 hour total that's run what time? That's what that's what I hear. That's what I hear. I, but appreciate that, man. Go go ahead, man. You're, you're number seven. Yeah, my number seven is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, remake of a Game Boy game. I had a lot of fun with this one. It was very much a classic Zelda game remade with this kind of chibi uh, 3D, 2.5D two, two art style. Um, just a lot of fun. It, it was a little longer than I really wanted it to be. But it is one that I'd like to revisit because it felt like a classic Zelda game. And playing it on the Switch kind of brought back memories of playing like Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance and, you know, Link's Awakening or, yeah, not Link's Awakening, but like that Four Swords, uh, Four Swords and I forget what game that was. Oh, A Link to the Past combo back on the GBA days. Uh, a beautiful art style, a lot of great music, uh, still had everything I wanted from a Zelda game, great dungeons. Um, it was everything I wanted. That's my number seven. It'd be higher on the list if it wouldn't have been such a long game. Look, I think it was like 30, 30 and 35 hours or something. And it was just, after a while, I got to a point where I was like, okay, now I just want to be done with this. But yeah, that is my number seven. Todd, what is your number six? Dope choice. We're running through it now, man. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 from 2020. Just for the Call of Duty people out there, this is one of my favorite Call of Duty games. So when they remastered it, I came out with it again and re-released on the on the PlayStation 4. Just me personally, it's one of my favorites. You know, it's to kind of restate some shit we always talk about on this list. It's not about best or worst. It's kind of your favorites, yeah. personal, whatever. And that just brought a lot of nostalgia to me. I even I, I enjoyed the campaign in that one for real. Like it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. People don't get Call of Duty for the campaign. It's basically multiplayer, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, that that kind of was a template for what I think we have now with the new Call of Duty series yep. and the way the like how they've gone with it, even what they're doing with like Black Ops. I think they kind of re rejiggered it with uh. It did set up a new template, right? Like it, yeah, it yeah. Set up but a new it, I mean, it's a reason why it's low on the list, but yeah. it's a reason why it's on the list at the same time, man. I gotta show Call of Duty a little bit of love. I gotta stop playing. I need to really get on to some Warzone and some shit for a little while and fuck around, but. Uh, yeah, that's my number six. Um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty. My number six is Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Maybe it's Nostalgic Glasses. Who knows? They didn't do a whole lot to it. They trained, they did do some good work on this as far as like the controls, streamlining a bit of things, 
Um, again, we talked about this game when it first came out. It is a game that you're going to get as much in, out of it as you put into it. Um, however, this is something I still enjoy. I still like the idea of going around hacking, slashing, that kind of RPG style. Todd McFarlane's artwork and you know on the Xbox One, I think it looks beautiful. For me, it's still a great game. It's it's still one of these like fantastic overlooked games of you know the PS3 Xbox 360 era and it's it, the fact that it got a special edition re-release got my little statue back there and I got my collector's box still and I've got my maps and everything like just a beautiful beautiful game um so for me Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning had to be on this list I put it a little higher than Legend of Zelda because it's such a unique game between the art style the combats like especially like the idea that you're going to re-release a game, but you really, you're going to re-release it. You did a little bit of HD texture work and streamlined some stuff, but man, it's still got that PS3 360 error RPG feel to it, um, which is something I still kind of love. So maybe the nostalgia hit a little bit, but my number six is Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Todd, what is your number five and four? Because we've already discussed my number five. Shadow of a Colossus, because it introduced me to that masterpiece, um, period. And that's pretty much all you have to say with a masterpiece. My number four is actually Ratchet and Clank, the 2016. And that's really based on expectations. Literally was not expecting to enjoy that game. And I cannot fucking wait to play it on PlayStation 5 now because, uh, and I mean, I, I, I can because I have to, but you know what I mean? Like Ratchet and Clank. Being being introduced into that series, we've talked about it before. Even kind of secretly, not even secretly, like in the movie a little bit. The movie is good. Like it got Sylvester yeah, Stallone in it. I love the um, movie. I, I that movie that movie is a good little movie. And with my old lady, she well, my woman or Sarah, whatever, introduced me to Ratchet and Clank, and I was like, I don't know if I want to play this game. And next thing you know, like four hours had passed by. I was like, this is a fucking great ass it's- game. Uh, so yeah, that's my number four easily, and I think it's a smart move for this to be kind of like a a true PS5 game that's coming out to show what the PS5 can do. I'm hearing a lot of good things about it, and that's what also you know reminded me about like that remake and remaster and the power of that. So that's my number four, bro. Man, that is my number three, Ratchet and Clank. It, it's it's one of the best PlayStation Four games of all time. It's one of my favorite series of all times. Um, what an incredible way to kick off that series with, you know, or restart that series by remaking the first one and exploring the origins of Ratchet and Clank. And especially with the tie end of the movie coming out. And I love that movie. I know a lot of people do mean you've talked about that. That movie gets a lot of hate, but I love that movie. Like, I think it's super fun. Um, it's, it's a blast for me and it's perfectly like, People really hated on it, but I was like, this is a perfectly innocuous movie that's a video game adaptation of two of my favorite characters of all time. Like, Ratchet and Clank will always be up there for me, but that is my number three. I'm 100% on board with that. My number four, going back to that one, is Crash Bandicoot the Insane Trilogy. I spent an entire week in a summer, like last summer, playing the Insane Trilogy, all three games and then being super hyped about four coming out and loved it. Crash Bandicoot, you Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dexter, like give me the platformers, Sly Cooper. Like I love those type of games, man. Like I'm always going to love those games. Spyro almost made this list. Spyro is a little too kiddie. 
Like, I'm not, it's, it's, it's got fond memories and stuff, and I understand that. And I didn't play it at the time when it first came out, so I should have, like, expected it to be a little bit more kid-like. And it, and it was. It was fun, but it wasn't Pregnant titties. Pregnant titties. Yeah. yeah, there right. you go. But Crash Bandicoot reminded me so much. Digital uh, pregnant titties. This is my fault. There you go. So politically correctness. Crash Bandicoot reminded me so much of, like, the attitude of the 90s, right? Like, it was, like, this punk rock attitude that every gaming company had. You remember the old Game Boy commercials where they're just, like, in the magazines where they're, like, oh, he's too busy right now to notice me. And it's the girl, like, standing in lingerie, and it's the guy sitting on the bed, but he's playing his Game Boy. Like, that was a Nintendo. That was that was the attitude of the 90s. Sex and punk rock. That's what it was. Hey, and that's what Crash reminded me of. Spike TV. Yep. Attention spans. Yep. Every 37 seconds. Yep. You know I'm talking about it's okay. It's okay. We're all animals. But great choice, man. You already know I remember that's... that motherfucking memory. Yeah, I was going to say that's my number four and three. So we're on your number two. But yeah, that memory, right? Like the memory of those, like, uh, the good old days. I wish no, I I'm a, we on my days. number three, right? Yeah, we're on your number three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, because Tony I... Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That's my number 2. It's Well, you you win, you win again cuz you did the uh you did the video. Yeah, on, man. On, so you, you get to talk about it. But yeah, Pro Tony Hawk Pro Skater the hands down. That's got to be a top 3 remake remaster. Man, remake, I mean remaster. Talk about a game that I still go back to. I I go back to it, you know, if I'm bored on a Saturday or like I'm like I'll just do the free skate and just listen to the soundtrack and re. I get to revisit a piece of my childhood. Like, who doesn't love that? Who does? They they successfully gave me a time machine. Like, that's what you did with this game. You gave me a time machine, and I love it. Like, you you reconnected me with my old self. Like, I'll I'll be real honest. I really think that part of this journey that I've been on this last year, especially rediscovering guitar rediscovering my youth movies books whatever etc etc i got so trapped in a rat race todd i got so caught up and i got so distracted by i need to do this i'm an adult i need to do this i'm an adult i need to do this i'm an adult i forgot what it meant to be a teenager and what it meant to love things really love things not just consume it because it's in front of me and because it's medium because i'm a geek and because i'm being told to i'm talking about really love things and I think Tony Hawk has a part responsibility in starting that journey of remembrance and me going, oh, my God, I used to really love things. I used to really enjoy life, even if it was just with a game and a soundtrack. I used to sit there for hours and do this and just drift away. And it's getting back to that point where it's like, yeah, I want to get off the corporate rat reel because I want rat wheel because I want to experience this again. Full time. This is what I want to do. Full time. How do I get to that point? And Tony Hawk kicked off that journey for me. I got to give it much love. I got to give it so much love. That soundtrack yeah, still man. great. That's what's up. Sorry, uh, I got a little passion. Two. Get a little passion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. We're going to get there, brother. We're going to get there together. As we are. We just our teamwork, making the dream work. You know what I mean? We're going to keep pushing forward. We're going to keep trying to, you know, uplift. And, and, you know, once we get out, once I get my reparations, man, and once you, you know, a couple of other things, it'll be okay. But, yeah, man, my number two, Final Fantasy VII, bro. Listen, man, I'm not even the type of person that's, 
right, do your thing, bro. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. You know the rule. We gonna go with the rule, man. Okay, that's my number one. On your list, it's it's okay. You gotta you gotta do your thing with it. I mean, what can I say? You you were the one who convinced me about this one. You remember that? You remember how just like I was like I don't know I don't know. I was doing my thing. I don't know. Maybe not. And then you were like, no, dude, trust me. Trust me. Just please. Just try. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know the reason why I was excited about playing it? Because you actually are a Final Fantasy fan. I am generally not because it's basically originated from like a turn-based type of game that I really wasn't kind of into. But this remake or remaster or remaster or remakery um, it actually, it, I think it was either my number one or number two game of the year. I think it was it number two. I got, yeah, I think it was number two. I can't remember what else came out there. I'd have to go back and number check. Number one but, for you was uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Was it Ghost? Yeah, that, yeah. See, yeah it's not going to be Ghost. It's yeah. not. It's, okay, so that's what I'm, that's how much I fucking love this game. Um, Final Fantasy VII, I've told you this before, it might have reached up on some of my top favorite all-time games just pound for pound um and i appreciate you for even like kind of giving me a little backstory and in the lore and kind of giving having the conversations and fucking with me you know down to the root reason a big reason why we do this motherfucking show every week again just different people coming together trying to work this thing out with with the common thing and theme and we just chose video games or whatever the fuck we like but this is one of the examples where it really worked out on both ends because you were really shy of wanting to play it. And I was like, I damn it had to beg you to play this game. Yeah. But, uh, it's true. Yeah. So, but yeah, I cut you off when I'm. No, 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 no. This is, I like to hear from you on these, man, because I've been talking a lot today. But this is one of those games, man, that just like, this stuck with me after I beat it. Like, even more so than the original, now that I think about it now. Like now that I'm really giving it some time and thought that final boss fight Sephiroth is one of the greatest boss fights of all time. The leading up to it, the, the intrigue and the conspiracy and, you know, even going to, I forget the name of the town where you dress up as the girl and you do the karaoke dance and like, you have to, it's it's so silly. It's so silly, but it was so much fun. That shit was so well done though. It was. It was so fucking well done. So stupid. Oh man. There's so many memorable moments and just the RPG action. uh, I mean, aspects of it and just the way you could actually play a turn base. And it almost kind of would feel that way, even with the live action of it all. And, I don't know. I just had so much fun with that game. It, it was a beautiful game. Now, you know? I will and say that Sephiroth almost made me break my controller. <laughs> yeah. With how difficult he yeah. was. And I get that now. The only, I think the only motherfucking more difficult boss battle, or just frustrating boss battle for me, was probably in uh, Devil May Cry 5 with Virgil. Yeah. That nigga there. Cause, oh, my God. The longest Damn, boss battle, so, though, in Final Fantasy VII was when you had to, you remember when you had to fight the house? That's you know it, bro. I'm yeah. glad you brought up the chicken house, man. I'm glad you brought up the motherfucking Ooh. chicken house. But yeah, that's your number one. What was your number two? Uh, it was Tony Hawk. Okay, right, so we on my number one. We're on your number one. Okay, I gotta read something. It's Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. Let's just say that. But I'm gonna read Brandon Adams, aka Bootyus Bob, yes. aka Brian. It's a little bitch. Uh, I just want to read one of his his response. So so please bear with me. Uh, Go for this it. This is him about last week's episode. He said, 
since I was name dropped uh, like 11 times, <laughs> just like in this episode or so last week, I figured I might as well give a Mass Effect Legendary Edition review. Regardless, if you never, if you have never played Mass Effect series or have played thousands of hours, the Legendary Edition is an easy pickup, even at if you enjoy RPGs and third-person shooters. I've only played up to Mass Effect 2 at this point, but I can, can't imagine much changing past this point. Mass Effect 1 does still show its age a little bit with the UI. The hit detection on powers being finicky. Definitely recommended uh, playing as a soldier because of this. I definitely play as a soldier for, for facts. Point blank period. I always have. Um, but many facial expressions having uh, blown, up fa- <laughs> blown up doll eyes and your character running like he has a butt plug in at all times. <laughs> the only bugs I have currently encountered have been centered around the Mako missions, which I actually kind of have fun with, which on PCs suffer from large FPS dips. But none of the bugs have been game-breaking and only required uh, reloading and save once when I could not interact with anything. Graphically, the games looks beautiful, and the story is solid all the way through, although the dialogue can be a bit cheesy at times, which is so fucking true, but it's fucking funny as hell when he says a little cheesy shit when you're shooting from cover. But the entire experience of the first game is completely overshadowed immediately upon launching a mas- the masterpiece of a game that is Mass Effect 2. Yes, with the updated resolution, this looks like a modern game, and the gameplay is as is, is as solid. The voice acting and writing is top notch, um, and I've experienced no bugs at least within the first eight hours he's played. P.S. Andromeda is not as bad as most people claim, as long as you can get past the Botox. My dog, I mean, there it I is. Have broken down better, man. The the adaptation of 2007, 2010, 2012 version of this game is my favorite trilogy at all time. It's dope as fuck. I like the fact that I can make Shepard look like I look and go through these motherfucking missions the way I want to go through them, and they be totally different in subtle ways and have ramifications throughout the entirety of the trilogy. So that is my number one. And that is what I got. I appreciate everybody bearing with me, but that's what the tribe do. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about us. It's about what we what we bring together. I had to put that on out there. Uh, thank you for listening to me barely be able to read. But yeah, um, anybody else that got kicked in a crypto dick kick this week, we're going to be all right. Sure, there'll be a crypto nut bust at some point. A hundred percent. Real quick. Or you'll get your bust. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go through some also runs real too. quick. No. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we got some awesome runs. So some awesome runs for me, Resident Evil 4, as many times as that's been remade. Halo, the Master Chief Collection, uh, Okami, Demon Souls, of course. Uh, Tomb Raider, I counted more as a new series, but I could see where that could make an argument for kind of a relaunching of that series. Um, I still need to get on Destroy All Humans. I've heard it's a lot of fun. Um, and now that it's available on Games Pass, why wouldn't you want to? Uh, I, I got to download it today. I got to just put it on there. Yeah. Grim Fandango, uh, DuckTales Remastered. It almost Ooh. made my DuckTales Remastered was real close to being my number seven slot. But when I looked Ooh. at my list, I was like, oh, this is too solid. I can't, you know, I can't ignore the, the, the powerhouses on here. And Demon Souls didn't make my list, although it was, was real close. Yeah, it was real close to making my list. But when I went through the games that I went through, I picked them for, as you heard, very specific reasons. So when I thought about it, it was like Demon Souls was a great experience, but I have an emotional, more of an emotional attachment to the seven that I listed, especially Link's Awakening. Just like, 
I didn't talk a lot about that when we went over the number seven, but Link's Awakening re-giving me that Game Boy Advance experience on the Switch. So that's that was my also runs. Todd, anything from you? You know what, man? I think you hit all the also runs. Seriously, man. I'm this one I uh, get again. Uh, hopefully, I can read off some lists next week that that other people made. Yes. You know what I mean, um, because. It, it's a, it, this list is kind of extensive. I mean, it was a couple of games like Ninja Guy, Gaiden, Sigma, and shit like that. Yeah. I couldn't really put that on there because I, I kind of like I had to go back and forth. As far like you said, it's like the powerhouse. It's certain games maybe like uh, near replic- replicant, but I ain't even got a chance to play that yet. Mafia, I ain't got you know, but um, you know, I, I think I, I'm interested. Hopefully, it'll be we'll get a couple of lists and and I'm sure uh, that'll be fun to go back over. But uh, yeah, my my old man dementia, I think, is starting to kick in. Uh, and we've come to the saddest part that. of the show: the end. We thank you for joining That's us. That's what this she week. said. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Twitter at sdt underscore pod, facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Remember, we got that secret group on Facebook. Skip the tutorial tribe, private. You can join that. You can hit up uh, if you want more skip the tutorial in your life. Patreon.com backslash stt pod, including exclusive content from the old school days that we put up every now and then. Um, we're at one time when Bryant was trying to be super serious and in interviewing celebrities and all that fun stuff. Well, celebrities, let's put quotes around that. Um, I mean, they were, they were celebrities to me, but most people know them as Captain Spaulding or Tin. Look, man, if you want to listen to Brian motherfucking interview Cherokee, the ass, check out the Patreon <laughs> if you get a chance. Um, I'm just kidding. Five bucks a month. Like, you, you don't get a better deal than that, really. Why not, man? Appreciate the tribe, man. Shout out King Aaron for the Discord. 100%. And, and, and fellow King, 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 you know, Riley And I yeah. see them in the Discord holding it down in Valheim, man. They get on that thing about every Friday. So good on you guys. Like, I need to get on that thing. They wanted me to get on last night, but my carpal tunnel's acting up. So I got to yeah, save my just, hands. Caligula, bro. Caligula, you got you know, people oiling your feet while you play the guitar, get carpal tunnel, doesn't matter. And live your life. But nah, man. Um I think I'm gonna go listen to some definite dude and chill out, get get back on Mass Effect. That sounds like a plan, but this has been this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial. And as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Bundled. Tonight Cambodia. <laughs> Shout out Loki. Yeah, Loki. Uh,